Lord, thank you for allowing us to gather here today. Um, thank you for allowing everyone who is here to be here. And um, thank you for this awesome fall retreat that's coming up. I hope that we can all get a lot out of it and get really close to you during that time. Um, I pray that we all get something awesome out of what Dan has to say for us today. And that we all have a great rest of the week and a safe trip home. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, band. Hey, did y'all enjoy um, Hannah on the 12-string guitar tonight, rocking out? As Pastor Mike says, a half clap is no clap, right? Ah, that's so much better. Much better. Encourage. We're we're encouragers. Right? Thank you. That's one person. I'll take it. All right, we're in the book of. We're in the book of Ephesians. Who wrote the book of Ephesians? Paul wrote the book of Ephesians. Very good. Last week we we talked about, and I won't go through it, but verse we're in chapter two, and we talked in verses one through three how Paul writes, and he he writes this. It's what he writes about is sometimes you need to. Remember the bad days so that you can really enjoy the good days. And, and Paul is telling him, hey, this is what you were before Christ. You were dead. You were an enemy of God. You fought against Him and you did whatever you wanted for you. But then in verse 4, he says that changes. And what we're going to do is we, we went through verse 5 and we're just going to reread verses. We're going to read from verse 4 to verse 10 tonight. I'm just going to talk a little bit about verses 4 through 7 and then we're going to key in on verses 8, 9, and 10 because there's some huge things which some of you are going, yeah, well, I, I know that. But I hope as we walk through the text that you go, oh man, I really needed to hear that tonight because I'm thoroughly convinced there are many, not just some, but many in this room that need to hear what this text has to say. Just, and not just hear it, but just really understand what it means. So hang with me. If, if you will, turn to Ephesians chapter 2, uh, and uh, we're going to start in verse 4. I want to ask you to stand up as we read God's Word together. And this is what's said, if you don't have a Bible, we've got it on the screen, but we've also got some on the chairs for you to use. We want you to bring your Bibles to this place. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show that immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Not a result of work, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's pray. Dear God, we just invite you to this place. We, I think you're already here. And we... We thank you for that. And Lord, I just ask for that for you to move as we continue in your word and as we just talk about it. Uh, Lord, touch our hearts, change our lives. And we thank you for your son. We thank you for your truth. Lord, if there's anybody here that just needs to wake up and hear what you have to say, Lord, wake them up in such a loud and clear way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Like I said, verses 1 through 3 talk about what we were before Christ, how we were dead and lost. In verse 4, we just read it, 
It's doom and gloom. There's no hope. And then verse 4 says this, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us. A merciful God who is not just sort of merciful, but rich. It overabounds in what He has. He gave to us. And what did He intercede for? Why did He jump in the way? Because He loved us. I don't understand it. I know who I am. I know who I am in my own thoughts. And when um, I'm not in front of a crowd and you're trying to look good all the time, I know how I am. And I don't get it how God could love me. And many of us in that room are in that same boat. But it says that He does. And then it says, uh, even when we were dead in our trespasses, which is our sins, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace we have been saved. Now, um, the first part talks about how we're dead. The second talks about what God did to save us and how He's worked in us. And this third part in verse 8, we're just going to jump into. Because if not, I'm not going to have time to speak on it. And listen to verse 8. He repeats a phrase in verse 8, what he says in the end of verse 5. He says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. So what I want to do for you tonight, it's a little bit different than what I do most of the time. I want to paint you a picture tonight of what God does in Ephesians chapter 8, 9, and you'll see it in verse 10, okay? Are you ready to ride? Will you hang with me? Yes? Okay? I I need you to... Okay. Imagine. You're on the edge. This is... Pretend that this is a cliff. You're on the edge of a cliff. Behind you is fire that is is coming fast and you cannot get away. There's no way around the fire. The fire is 40 miles tall. Okay, that's pretty tall, isn't it? Okay, you, there's no escape. It is coming at you. And there's a cliff. The good news is there's safety on the other side. You can see a cliff. The bad news is that cliff is 2,000 miles away. Carrots, eating a lot of carrots, right? right so. And uh, so, so eating a lot of you can see two thousand miles away. There, 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 there's a safe spot, but you are trapped in that spot as the flames are coming, and you have nothing with you but what you have. No tools, no weapons, no jetpack, no hang glider, no parachute, no umbrella, nothing. Do you get my point? You're trapped. If you're trapped like that. You want to be what? Saved. Saved. Okay, let's look in verse 8 again. For by grace you have been saved. In order to be saved, do you understand that you've got to be in need of help? Do you understand to be saved, you've got to understand that I'm in bad shape, there's something wrong. In our story, we're at this edge of this cliff. Fire is, is coming at us. And safety is on the other side of the, cl- of the cliff, of the chasm. Now, I didn't tell you what was down there. Lava. Got to put lava in the story, right? It's all hot, bubbling. It doesn't bubble up to you, but it's just... It's like Mordor lava. Okay? You with me? Yes. Good. Now, 2,000 miles away, it's safe. 
the fire is hot. Thank you for the question. I'm glad I could clarify it. No more special questions. <clears throat> On the other side of the cliff where it's safe is your enemy. I know. His name is the Lord God. And everything you have done up to this point in your life has been against Him, against His rules. You've rebelled against Him. And you may go, well, I didn't know I was doing it, but everything you've done has been against Him. And He is on the other side, and it's safe there. Verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. Now, that truth of who God is compared to who we are, we've taught that over the past weeks and months and years here, that we are, when we're separated from God, that we were rebelled against Him, and we were an enemy of God, and our enemy is on the other side, but it's safe. <clears throat> What's the verse? For by grace you have been saved. And can I tell you this? If you are a believer in Christ, and you are pursuing, just trying to grow in your faith, this is a, 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 a passage that you should know. And, because you will come back to it time after time after time after time. Embed it in your heart. Read it over and over. Understand 8, 9, and 10. Huge for your life. You, we, we need to know this. Okay, For grace, you have been saved. Now, good news. <clears throat> and it makes no sense at all. The Lord God, who is on the far side, who has been an enemy of yours, that you are an enemy, you rebelled against Him, at a great cost to Himself, many of you have heard the story, He sent His Son, part of Himself, Jesus, to live a life without sin. Do you understand what that means? He didn't lust. He didn't lie. He didn't cheat. He didn't talk bad. He didn't hate. He was selfless. He was loving. He stood out for what was right. He was just. He was righteous. He was holy. He did it all right. His son came to earth. He lived a life without sin. And because he did so well, man put him on a cross. But when they did that, God took the sins of mankind and placed him on the son. And He became a sacrifice so that you and I could be in right relationship with God. See, we've talked about... Let me backtrack. We've talked about... The, the, now, let me... I'm getting ahead of my story. But the fire? That's real. Do you understand? The Bible says that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all come sin. We've all rebelled against God. Everyone. And the, the wages... Of sin is what? Death. It's death. It's death. That's coming out. It's what we've earned. Everybody has earned it. We're all on that cliff and there's no way to make it across. God makes a way. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And the way that He makes is He takes for us in this story, His Son is put on a cross and He becomes a bridge. 2,000 miles long, if that's what it takes, that God builds, you didn't build, God builds because He sends His Son and He makes it in right relationship so that you can escape sin, death, and hell. That's what He does, the Gospel. And so, so 
you could change this word out, and I think I'm okay to do it, for by Jesus you have been saved through faith. Jesus and grace are hand in hand. That God, your enemy, goes, "You, you know what? I know what you've done. I know how you even attacked me, attacked my name, said my, my name in vain, and you've been hateful, but I love you. And he made a way. And so he makes a bridge so that one who is over here can escape sure death, either from the flame or from the lava. Okay? For grace. Because Now let me tell you something about the bridge that is very, very important. This bridge, it's not a wide bridge. It's a narrow bridge. It's not wide. Everybody can't, won't run across it because it's, well, if I just walk that way, I'll hit the bridge for sure and I'll just keep on going. There's the bridge and it's narrow. In Matthew 7, I think I've got, I've got the verse. I didn't have the verse. It says this over here in my Bible in Matthew 7. And this is, this is important. Matthew, where is the book of Matthew? It always, thank you, thank you. It's the first book. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, this is what it says. Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destructions, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. You see, there's a wide gate and there's a narrow gate. And a lot of people say, well, that that bridge that God made, it's a wide bridge. It's wide enough to accept all that will go on it. But it's narrow because very few will will go on it. Now, there's a lot of ways, and the world will say, hey, well, you know what? You may not take the bridge, but you, you can sort of take this path down right over here that goes down the cliff, or this path here. And there's a lot of paths, they say, that lead to God, but they don't. John 14, 6. I don't know if you've heard this before. Jesus said, I am the way the, and the life. No man comes to the, to the Father but by me. Right? You go, I hope you understand the Scripture we've been trying just to ingrain in your brain that you can't help but move to are huge when you're sharing your faith. Huge understanding your own faith. Now, what is faith? We define it, well, faith is, um, mm, it's sort of hard to define, but I can define it this way. You've all practiced faith today. And it may not be faith in God. You've practiced faith. Many of you, who, who here rode in a car to church today or tonight or to school? Okay, hands down. Or a bus. Okay, hands down. Um. Do you understand that there was some faith for you to believe that when you got in the car, it was going to crank up and start up and would get you here? David, I'm sorry. We won't talk about you and your car, bro. <laughs> He's had a rough night with his car. But there's faith. Um, we practice faith all the time. Who here um, had food today to eat? Okay, put your hand down. Did you have to um, like plan and, and hope and, and worry and that it would be there or was it there? You might have to pay for it. You might have to go somewhere, but you, you have food. Faith. Everyone stand, stand up. Everybody, stand up. Everybody, stand up. Back row, stand up. 
Back row, come on. You don't feel good? Okay, well don't, you just, don't practice faith right now. Alright, sit down, everybody. Holy cow, y'all practice faith. Y'all might even turn around and look to make sure the chair was there. But, you know, some folks believe that we are in a world where the physical may not be really here because it's just in our mind and we make believe it is because we're in some weird matrix thing. Okay? You took, there was faith where you just sit in that chair and think it would hold your, your weight and support your weight. We, we all practice faith. One thing about faith is you've got to do something. For food, you've got to eat it. To go in the car and believe the car will get you somewhere, you've got to get in the car. To trust that the chair is going to hold, hold you, you've got to sit down in the chair. To have faith in, in God and have a re- relationship with Christ, you've got to see the bridge and you've got to stand on it. You will not have faith until you step on the bridge. What does that mean? Well, you know what? I, I believe that it's real. I, I, I believe that God is who He says He is and His Word is true and right. I believe, I understand that I sin and I know how, how far from God I am and how it, it keeps me away from Him. And I want to have my sins forgiven because I know I can't get there on my own. I can do good works all day long and they're not enough. Good news about the bridge. God built it. You didn't. For by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God. You didn't build it. If you built a 2,000 mile long bridge, I would never step near it. You know what I'm saying? But, but God built it. And can I tell, tell you this? The bridge is solid. It doesn't sway. It's secure and it's safe. It's hard. At times it's, 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 it's steep. And there's a great thing about the bridge. As soon as we get on, on it, we're not alone. God who is so far away is right with us. The whole journey. And faith is a journey of step at a time. Step at a time. I struggle. Sometimes I look back. But then I move forward. You know the Word of God says this? Nothing can knock you off that, that bridge of faith. In, in Romans 8, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you. And we are on this bridge of faith and we walk it until we make it to the other side. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God. Look at the next verse, verse 9. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. This thing is not anything that we do. It's what God did. We think, man, I've just got to be good enough. I'm just not good enough to come to God. I'm just not good enough to get right. You're right. You're not. And you never will be. But God's good enough and God's great enough to accept you and love you the way that you are and work on you to make you more like His Son every day. That's what He does. This is is one of the most beautiful pictures of the gospel in Scripture. Scripture that I know of. Now, <clears throat> let me say one more thing about the bridge. No one can make you get on it. No one can. And you can't ride on the backs of your parents or the shoulders of your parents to get on the bridge. You must get on this bridge of faith on your own. One of the most common things, I've been doing this thing with, with youth work for a long time. I hate to say how long. And um, I've heard from young people when they talk about salvation and faith, 
is the fear of, man, what if I got it wrong? What if I didn't get this right? What if I thought I was saved, but I'm not, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm scared, and I don't know what to do? Can I tell you, honestly, that's not a bad place to be. If you're scared on whether you've got it right, you've got a healthy fear of God. And you probably have a relationship with God because you are seeking after Him. In, 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 in Romans 3, it says, No one seeks God, not one. It says that our, our hearts are dark and we are selfish. So the sign that we're even worried about, do I have this right or not? You know what you do? And I've told this time, you know when you're not sure if you got it right? And I've said this myself. Lord, if I didn't get it right, if I don't understand and I haven't really put, I haven't got this faith thing right, I want it right right now and move on. Walk on the bridge. Stay on the bridge. By faith, for by faith, go back to verse 8. For by faith you have been saved. By grace you have been saved through faith. I knew I was saying it wrong. Um, verse 9 and 10. Let's go to, to verse 10. It says this, For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay, we, for we, we understand the picture for by grace, Jesus Christ's sacrifice becoming the bridge so that we could get to God. For by grace we have been saved from hell fire, death, the result of our sin, the wrath of God. We've been saved <clears throat> through faith, us getting on the bridge and going. God says, this is what we are. You know that you are His workmanship? I love the, I love the term because you know what? When something is someone's workmanship, it means they put their, some work into it. You're not just something just sort of half made and cast off that God has worked and spent time on you and, and look at what it says created in Christ Jesus for good works do you know that you're created for good works you're created to be pa- pa- patient when it's hard you're created to be gracious you're created to give mercy you're created to teach Truth. You're created to practice purity. You're created to live righteously. You're created to show kindness. You're created to fight for justice. You're created to live holy. That's who God has created us to be. And the great news is this has been part of God's plan all along. It says this, which God prepared beforehand. God has prepared you for good works. Man, this life, I understand, temptations are there. It's hard. But when you feel hard, when you feel lost, go to Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace we have been saved through faith. We're going to watch a video, um, and it's going to be the second part. Sydney, You know what, let's do the first part. Uh, and it's sort of funny, it's a skit guy video, but it defines this term of grace because I've, we've talked about the greatness of God and who He is. 
and what it takes for him to move and to work. But it wraps up really good with a, a few of these short skits by the skit guys. So take a look. We just don't get it when it comes to grace. And let's face it, even in relationships, we just don't get it. Let's see, if I can get home about 4 o'clock, I can... Uh... Hey! Hey! Hi there, cuz. Hey! How you uh, doing, man? Hey, Rodney, how yeah. you, what brings you to the uh, the burbs? Yeah, well, Mom and Dad moved the house again, but I found them. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's your uh, What's your um, email name that you go by now? Oh, Night Train. Yeah. <laughs> Night Train. Yeah. yeah, just call me Night Train, cuz. <laughs> yeah, but I knew I was in your neighborhood, so I thought I'd stop by and see you, because uh, I got some big news. You got some big news. Got some big news. All right, all right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, guess I, what, guess what? I, what, what? I'm what? getting married! Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. darn straight. You, <laughs> yeah, you found, found You found someone to like you. Oh, That's great. Okay, yeah. all right. She okay. is awesome. Uh-huh. She's uh-huh. awesome, man. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, awesome. All right, Night Train. Well, that that's great. Good for you. Hey, hey, try to guess what she's like. I don't want Come to. Come on, we used no, to be I don't friends with Louis' no, cousins. No, I don't want to. Come on, guess what she's okay, like. Okay, guess, okay, guess, okay. Guess, guess, guess. okay if, it, if it'll make you go. Okay, all yeah. right. Um, guess what she's like. Um, well, um, well, Night Train, um, she's, 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 she's pretty. She's pretty? No, not really. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, more like pretty ugly. You oh. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some people get hit by the ugly stick. She fell out of the tree and hit every branch on the way down. Yeah. Okay. Apparently landed on her face. I yeah. see. Okay. All right. I love her. Sure you do. I love her. Sure you do. Yeah, okay. I love her. All right. She's awesome. Here's my boundary night train. You stay She's right awesome. there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yes, try again. Try again. Okay. All right. Okay. Looks aren't everything. That's right. <laughs> she makes you laugh. <laughs> She's funny. She's funny. Funny looking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. All no. right. Okay. All no right. No real sense of humor. Real. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. She. Okay. She's. She's smart. She challenges you. She makes you think. Not a bit. Yeah. Okay. I know. Right. She's about as dumb as a stick. Is that right? Yeah. Is yeah. That right? Yeah. You know, uh, the lights are flashing and the gates are down, but the train just ain't coming. Is you that know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the other night, it took her like an hour and a half to watch sixty minutes. Is you that know? right? I see. Not real fast. <laughs> I got you. Okay. But you know what she is? Yeah. Awesome. She's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I love her. Well, I love her. I don't know even, uh, I'll be honest with you, Night Train, because um, I, I don't even know why you're with her. I mean, all those traits, she's none of them. Why, why would you even be with her? What's wrong with you? You don't get it? I, I don't get it. Why I would love you? her. I love her. You know, it's not because she does something great for me or anything. I just love her. I can't help it. Oh, yeah. And she's awesome. Yeah. And you know what? So many of the time, if we were to have that knee-to-knee, toe-to-toe talk with God, we'd be saying the same thing. I don't know why you love me. I, I don't know. So many of us, we just feel like junk. But don't let that... And you know, we don't really get the concept of grace, this crazy type of love, even when we're in high school. Hey, 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 Mitch. Hey, Sheldon, what's going on, buddy? Hey, I'm getting ready to go to Bible study. Yeah, yeah, I'll be in there in a minute. No, oh. no, 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 listen, before you go in there, yeah. I mean, you're my youth pastor, so I should come to you about these things. What's, what's um, the matter? The, the last question uh, on, on the Bible study doesn't make sense. What are you talking about? Well, it's based on Romans 8, 38 and 39, right? Right, yeah. And that last question, what can separate you from the love of God? Right. The answer's not in there. It is, it's one word. No, it's not in there. It's in there. It's not in it's there. It's really, really. I read it, it's not in there. I'm telling you, it's in there, Sheldon. Well, okay, it's one Bible word. man, show me. Well, we can do that in there. Show me. Okay. 
All right. Romans 8, 38. It says, For I am convinced neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, it doesn't say. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It's, it's, one, it's one word. Exactly. Yes, it says nothing. Exactly. That's the word. Exactly. No, no, I'm trying to tell you it's nothing. Nothing? Yes, it's nothing. No, no, don't give me nothing. Give me something. I'm trying to tell you that the something is nothing. <laughs> you from where something is nothing. And here it is. Something is nothing. Oh, that's great. So you just want me to go in there and say nothing. Yes. You call on me. Hey, Sheldon, what are you thinking? And I'll go, nothing. Yes. Oh, that's rich. That's great. You will say, Sheldon, what do you think the answer is? Yeah. And I'll just go. Well, if you, if you did that, you'd be a constipated C-3PO. No, what I want, I want you to go in there and I want you to say something. Yes. But what is the something you want me to say? Nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out here. I'm your youth minister. I'm trying to help you out here. You want me to go in there and do nothing. No, no, no. I want you to go in there and do something. If that's something that you do is to say nothing. If you say nothing, then Sheldon, that, my friend, is really something. You're a freak. (laughs) Nothing? Nothing, buddy. You know, you said nothing. Nothing. Yeah, but not for me, because you don't understand. I'm, 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 I, nothing. No, 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 listen, listen, just last night. Nothing. No, I... No matter what you want to throw up, no matter what you want to put out there as an excuse for God not to love you, I'm telling you, that there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. And this morning, if you're having trouble grasping God's grace... Don't beat yourself up, because the truth is, even the disciples didn't get it. Jesus, Jesus, I can't believe you're here. I mean, you're right here. You're alive. I mean, you were dead, and now you're alive. You're really alive. I was in the boat. I wasn't catching any fish, and I kept hearing somebody on the shore say, throw your net to the other side, and I was like, thanks a lot. I'm the fisherman. I'm the fisherman, you know, and you kept repeating it, repeating it, so I finally threw it over there. A gaggle of fish popped into that net, and I kept going, who could do this? I look over on the shore, and there you are saying, it is I, the Lord, and here you are. You're alive. I can't believe you're alive. You're right here. Yeah. Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you love me? Oh, oh, Jesus, I love you with everything that I am. I mean, I can't believe you're alive. You're right here, yeah. Peter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you love me? Oh, yes, I love you with everything that I am. And I'm sorry about that rooster clucking and all that kind of stuff and running away. I'm so, so sorry. But here you are. You're alive. Peter. Yes. Do you love me? Jesus, mere words cannot describe the passion that I have for you. I love you with everything that I am. I love you. Then feed my sheep. I didn't even know you had livestock. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I didn't, that was a surprise to me. I didn't Peter. Know. Yeah. That morning yeah. that the ladies came to the upper room. You right. remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary, she was running up, and it sounded like she was saying, beehive, beehive, beehive. And I'm like allergic to bees. I'm like, keep them out. You know what I'm saying? But as she kept getting closer, I heard her. She was, he, she was saying, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. She went to the tomb, and an angel of the Lord was there. And if John says he beat me, he's lying. I beat him. I totally beat him, you know? And we, and we get there. I'm telling you, I did, I did, I did. I mean, you know, stories, you know. He should write a book. He's so good at stories, you know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's so good at the words. But I'm telling you, we get there, you know, and it is empty, you know. And I remember what Mary said. I mean, Mary was right there. I mean, and she said like something like, go tell the disciples and Peter that everything is okay. He is risen. What did the angel say? said, go tell the disciples and Peter that everything is okay. He is risen. There you are. What did the angel say? said, go tell the disciples and Peter. You said my name. 
You said my name. After I denied you and I ran away, why did you say my name? Why did you say my name? Peter, that's my grace. It's not about what you've done. You can't do enough. And you can't be too bad. It's not about what you've done. It's about what I just did. I say your name because I love you. You know, the verse, for by grace you have been saved through faith. I like that. I like the skit guys because they're pretty funny. Um, but they also, they, they pack a punch of truth uh, of who God is and, and how He works. And I don't know where you are tonight, but I know the gospel is pretty clear on, on, on what is our need for Christ is clear. And if you've never put your faith or trust in Christ, get on the bridge. Just to step on the bridge. You don't know what to do or how to do it. It's going this, God, I know that I sin and I believe in Your Son, Jesus Christ, and I put my faith and trust in Him and I want to live my life for Him. And you doing that every day and getting to walk around folks as you grow in your faith and understand what He did for you, that's what it's about. So I'm going to pray and uh, and we're going to be dismissed. I appreciate you all paying attention. And man, don't miss out if God is speaking to you to do something. Don't leave here without speaking to an adult or me. I'll be up here and I would love to talk to, talk to you more. Dear God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. And Lord, I thank you that while we were enemies of you, um, you, you loved us. Um, and I don't understand this thing uh, called, called grace. I'm, I'm trying to get it more and more. And uh, it just doesn't make sense. But Lord, I thank you that you, you, you love us in spite of who we are and that you gave your son an ultimate price, such a great cost to you to live a life and to die as a sacrifice for our sins. Lord, we just ask, Lord, anybody in this room, that, that Lord, for those that are on the bridge, they'll keep, keep going and keep fighting. And those that aren't, Lord, that they, they will get on the bridge. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Make sure you let me know about the fall retreat. If you've not, let me know yet.